1: The following podcast is a Dear Media production.
0: Welcome to the Bad Broadcast. I'm your host, Maddie Murphy. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to a new episode of The Bad Broadcast. My name's Maddie, and I have some announcements for you. I was going to make you wait until the end of the intro, but you know what? I'm going to do us all a solid and get the announcements out there. First one, you probably already saw on my Instagram. I will be speaking at the first ever in-person Dear Media event, Dear Media IRL. Me and a handful of your other favorite Dear Media hosts will be Having some conversations about wellness, relationships, business, podcasting, content creation, all of that stuff. It is May sixth in Austin, Texas, and I, for one, have never been more excited for anything ever because I'm on Dear Media, right? You know, this is this is my this is my uh, my reality that I am so grateful for every single day. But I'm also like a huge fan of so many Dear Media podcasts and their hosts. Like when I first started listening to podcasts, it was all Dear Media, Jackie Schimmel, Heather McMahon. You know the drill. So I just am very honored that I get to do this and that I get to go to this and that I get to participate. And I hope you guys come join me and hang out. I think it's going to be so fun. Again, tickets are on sale now. I'll link them as many places as I can. May 6th in Austin, Texas. Second announcement. Let me get ready for this. I am launching a Patreon. It is now officially launched. If you're hearing this, It is live. I will link it again everywhere that I can. We have two tiers. We have two separate tiers. We have a $5 tier, which gives you access to two extra episodes a month. And then the second tier is $10 a month. And that comes with some serious perks that I am giddy about. So there's so many things that I want to be able to do with you guys. But the reality is, is that there's so many of you listening. So with the Patreon, I'm going to be able to do a lot more focused content that I really like doing. So like the brackets and the virtual movie nights, um, we're going to have an exclusive Instagram page, like a close friends Instagram that you can go and you can find other people who listen to the podcast. I'm going to be on there. I'm going to be able to do it a little bit more um, dialed in with a smaller group of patrons, patrons, Patreons, I don't know what I would call you guys, but I've just been so excited. This has been in the works for a really long time. I really wanted to start this last year. Life got busy. I wasn't able to do it, but now I'm finally able to do it. And I think it's going to be so fun. I want the Patreon. I mean, I always, I I mean, again, nothing is disappearing from the bad broadcast, not from the podcast, not from my Instagram. Everything is going to stay the same. If you just want to hang out here, you can, you can do that. That's totally fine. No judgment. You don't have to. But if you do want to access some paid content a little bit more focused, a little bit more interactive, a little bit more community oriented, that's what I'm going to be focusing on on the Patreon. So I hope you guys join me over there. I think it's going to be so fun. We're going to kick off the month of March with Chick Flick Madness. Everybody's boyfriends and husbands are doing March Madness. Well, we're going to be doing our third annual Chick Flick Madness over on the Patreon. We're going to be doing it on the private Instagram. I could not say more about it, but I, uh, or not, I could not say enough about it. Not, I could not say more about it. (laughs) I could not say enough about it. I'm so excited. So again, I will link that everywhere. I hope you guys join me over on Patreon for some very exciting stuff. Okay. What else was I going to say? I feel like I had more Uh, oh, today's episode. Okay. Today's episode is really special to me. Um, I'm recording this intro obviously after I already did the episode, this episode was recorded, um, the end of January. So it's a few weeks old and I am chatting today with Wesley Christensen from the wake up with Wesley podcast. But as you guys will hear in the episode, I have known Wesley for quite some time. I've always looked up to her. I feel so grateful for her. She is just like a deeply, deeply good person. Um, I don't know. I just, I hope that's one thing that you guys just take away from her and listening to her is that she is just, she's so good. She's wise. She's kind. Like, I just, I feel very lucky that she has become one of my very best friends. And it's funny because listening back to this episode, I mean, it's only a few weeks old, but it's just funny that like basically my whole life is documented in this podcast because I will listen back to old episodes and I'll be like, I don't even think that anymore. I don't even do that anymore. I would, you know, my opinion has totally changed. And, not saying that that's necessarily the case with this particular episode, but like, it's just funny. Cause I listen back and I feel like, especially in this like season of my life season, this, this seasons of love. Um, I just feel like I grow so much, like every day. I feel like my perspective changes a lot. And, uh, Wes and I talk a lot about kind of feminine rage, like holy rage, sacred anger, this like kind of, uproar inside of us that I think a lot of women are getting where we're realizing that our conditioning or our social expectations have kind of diminished our fire, diminished our, our sense of self and then regaining that. And I'm just, I'm in a phase of my life where I'm all about my, my sense of self. And I feel so grateful to have this, this time, this time to just kind of, you know, meet, re-meet myself and grow and learn. And um yeah, I just, I'm, I'm grateful for I'm grateful for the things that I've I've been through, and the I I also feel really proud of how I've handled it. To be quite honest with you, Uh, I didn't know that I I had it in me, and I think that's kind of the theme of today's episode is realizing how cool and powerful and peaceful and amazing that you are, and how scared everyone should be of you. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But we talk a lot about like female friendships and what they mean to us now, and and all of that. I just think that there's a lot of good a lot of good wisdom from Wes in this episode. And I am glad that she sat down with me. So without any further ado, let's begin today's episode. Um, I will see you at the Dear Media event on May 6th, and I will catch you over on my Patreon just as soon as possible. I love you so much. Enjoy, Wesley. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to a new episode of The Bad Broadcast. Why are you staring at me like that?
1: I'm learning. (laughs) I'm trying to pick up tips.
0: Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I have highly requested. Oh, really? What happened to the bottom of your pants right there? Well, I've
1: been wearing them for three days. Did I pee on them just now?
0: Oh, I think my floor was wet in my bathroom.
1: I might have peed on them. I don't
0: think that you peed on them. Okay, I really don't.
1: That is a possibility.
0: Okay, so if anybody is confused on whose voice you're hearing right now, I'm here with Wesley.
1: What's Do you have a middle name? Cherie.
0: Wesley Cherie Markham Christensen.
1: Oh, I love that you threw in Markham because we go back. You knew we me as back. Wesley Markham.
0: Who is one of my best friends, but also the host of Wake Up With Wesley. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to brag right now because okay. I, I am the original Wesley fan. I, and I say this every time. When I was on your podcast, whenever anybody's like, do you know Wesley? I'm like, don't act like you know Wesley, okay? Because I knew who you were when I was
1: you're 4th grade.
0: I was probably 9. Uh-huh. It was probably 9. Yep. Because you met my older brother in junior high.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you guys were so you're you're 6 years older than me. So how old were you? Fourteen? I was
1: probably 14 when I met yep. you. Mm-hmm. And it was like a big deal to go to the Murphy's home. <gasps> was it? It was Oh yeah, like not everyone got invited. And it was a family of all boys and then this pretty pretty princess oh and my we gosh. knew that the key to the family was you. <gasps> we knew it. All I'm us so girls knew.
0: flattered.
1: So we would like dote around you like it was like a big thing.
0: That is so flattering because you know that about 90 percent of my personality is just based on like girls that came over to my house when I was a teenager. I know.
1: <laughs> well, it was you, a sausage fest. Shout,
0: shout out to Hillary Skillings. Love her. Love her. Love I her. actually just ran into her a couple weeks ago and I was like, do you know my whole personality is because I wanted you to think I was cool? <laughs> like for real. But so I, I knew who you were when I was so young. And then you started Love Chugs when you... How old were you? 20?
1: 19. Yeah, 20. Yeah. yeah.
0: 20. I read Love Chugs. I was obsessed with you. I had a crush on Bronson. I Ooh, was... I remember the days where he was born. I remember your wedding photos. Yeah. It was... I was like the first to do all
1: that. It was like a big you deal. You were. You were, really were absolutely
0: the first. Uh-huh. Well, and I was so, only
1: 19 getting yeah. married having children. I and like
0: of... Instagram wasn't around. Uh-uh. But I do remember... Okay, I remember when instagram first came around and your name was wesley underscore yes and i remember you were like the first person i saw get like more than like 20 likes on a photo yeah and i was like oh my gosh i know who she is guys i know her i know who she is it was like my claim to fame so now everybody's like asking me if i know you and i'm like do i know her she's yes. literally she's been she's been my sister for I feel that way. Kind no, of. I really
1: do feel yeah, that way. With I do you. feel that way. I well, said that kind of jokingly. And then I was like, no, that fits. No, you feel like a younger that, sister to me. Yes. Maddie, do you want to know what's interesting about this? Tell me. I remember running into you at the movie theater. It was probably 2020. No, earlier 2019. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you were like, I'm going to do a cooking show. I don't know. I'm going to try this Instagram thing. Oh my gosh, yes. And I was like, okay, I think you're going to be great at it. You just have to be yourself. Yeah. And then I told you, I think you should have a podcast. What are you doing with a cooking show? Did and you then say you that?
0: Ha- yes. Do you wanna know the other memory I have of us what? was at the gym. Do you remember when I ran into you at the gym? Yes, I do. You were on the treadmill and I was like, Oh my gosh, Wesley Markham's right there, and I don't know what I'm gonna do. And so I went over to you and you were like, and I was like, Hi, I don't and you were like, I know who you are. Uh-huh. You're like, don't reintroduce yourself. I know who you are. <laughs> and I was like, Oh my gosh, told everybody I knew. You were just you are like the epitome of cool older sister. Oh, so just I just wanna get that out there that I've known her the longest, everybody. So don't get it twisted. And she's not lying. Okay, perfect. Okay, so how you been? <laughs>
1: can we say that on a bad broadcast absolutely okay absolutely it's been a wild three years I'm not gonna lie it has been it's been wild it's been wild And if somebody had told (sighs) you
0: if somebody had explained to you what your life is gonna be like if three years ago somebody was like here's a rundown of like what your life is what would you say to the list you were given
1: I would say there's absolutely no way Same. It's, it's not feasible. It's Same. In, an insurmountable mountain to climb and yeah. somehow I am here. Yeah. And here's the weirdest part. Tell me, I think I have everything I've ever wanted in my whole entire oh. life and I'm less happy. Wow. Isn't that weird? So that's in, the mountain in, I'm climbing. In terms
0: of what? In like, terms of, and when you say everything you've ever wanted in terms of
1: physical, like I think people tell you, that these are the things you should strive for in your life. Like security, a stable home, a place for your family to gather, mm-hmm. um, these material possessions. Material, I've never, that's the word I was yes, looking for. Like yeah. Material possessions. Yeah. These like, I don't know, these touch points in life, like these levels that that were all kind of, it's embedded in us. Yeah. It's innate in us to like reach this next level of life. And I'm really proud that we've reached these things. But yeah. when I am honest with myself, well, I
0: remember, I mean, I remember the, uh, the, the apartments in Walnut Creek and oh, the, yeah. and all of those phases of your life.
1: Oh, it's, it's weird. And yeah. I, I, but here's, Wait, am I right with Walnut Creek? Yeah. I okay. lived in Walnut Creek. Okay. We lived in the Bay. We lived in LA on here's Skid Row. We have lived all a wild life. Yeah. Uh-huh. So to, to reach this level that we are like stable, we have a home that we're not moving from. This is the first time we're like planting roots in yeah. 15 years. Yeah. And it's everything you are told you want, and I thought I wanted, Mm -hmm. and you attain it, and you do an internal check, and you're like, I am less happy than maybe I've ever been. Really? And that is, it's a really hard thing to accept.
0: So you're feeling like right now... General general happiness levels. Low? (laughs) They were low. Like, listen,
1: 21, (laughs) the year 21, 22, real low. As everyone was looking at us thinking, oh, things are great, things are great, things are great. Isn't that? And I am feeling like. Isn't that funny? (laughs) Isn't that that
0: funny? (laughs) It's rude. That everybody, (laughs) that it's usually the exact opposite of what people think is going on. Yes. Yeah.
1: So it was, now I'm feeling real good. 2023 has come around and I've worked that. Out, I've done the work to kind of like sink into the whys and the hows and what I really want. I got to
0: pause you here because when you say "did the work," Mm -hmm. that's like the understatement of the entire century. We, I feel like people say this all the time. You just got to do the work. You got to get it. You got to do the work. Do the Mm -hmm. work. Do the work. But like being close to you and seeing you literally like do the work. Yeah, like it's your full time
1: job. I like literally made a career out of it. Yeah, like (laughs) that is.
0: It was really amazing. And like selfishly, I I look back on the last year of my life and I was like, okay, I'm really glad that Wes did this because I kind of like hitched to like your lifeboat that Mm -hmm. you had built (laughs) Mm -hmm. until I could get on my own. Exactly. But. Yeah. So I just want to give you credit that it's visible. And I know that when you say do the work, it was not just like you did one yoga class and moved on. It no, was I kind
1: of dig into you. It.
0: You went deeper than deep.
1: I really do. Yeah. And it's I like it. i may like a sadist. I don't know what they say about that. Like yeah. people who love the suffering and pain. Yeah. Maybe there is a true part of me that just truly just enjoys that. Like I like getting down to the nitty gritty of it. But I have done that in all the many ways that I do do that. Mm -hmm. And I've come to this really soft landing of like, I can have nice things. I can have this life that other people attain, like they strive for, and I can appreciate it and be grateful for it. Mm -hmm. And it's not why I'm alive and it doesn't bring me joy.
0: And if you lost it tomorrow, I'd be fine. You'd be
1: fine. I'd be fine. Mm -hmm. And I don't have to care about how that is accepted or perceived by others. Like that is really where I've landed, where I've worked really hard for the life that we have and I would burn it all down tomorrow and I'd be perfectly okay. Yeah.
0: And you would keep the things that mattered Mm -hmm. because yeah you had those before you got all this other stuff. Exactly, The stuff
1: kind of makes it messy. The stuff is just stuff. Yeah. And when you work, it's it's, it's so much energy to Mm -hmm. like acquire it and then to maintain it. And then you have the fear of losing it all. Yeah. And I really boiled down to, I don't want any of this, but I have it. And let's just like make my home a really fun place to like gather people and bring them into my life,
0: gather people. And also like just, I mean, I always think this with like with money, like I'm always like, I want to just earn money so that I can like treat my friends mm-hmm. like that is that is all I want. I just want to be like a fun place for people. I don't want to be anything more than just fun all the time.
1: Maddie, Do you know what I mean? That's what I realized I wanted. Yeah. And then I dealt with this rage thing, this like holy oh, rage yeah. we're going to talk that's about. What we're talking about today. this is what we're talking about yeah. because I built up a life they like I'm really proud of Uh That doesn't make me feel good. And then I had no one to bring into it (gasps) because I've been just striving, striving, striving for all these things. For the stuff. Yeah. For For the the stuff stuff, and for the safety and then people aren't safe. So, unbeknownst to me this whole time I'm like I'm just a really good mom I'm just a really good wife and it's it's these boundaries in between connections because I was so into motherhood well,
0: I said this last week it's I mean yeah as we're sitting here the episode's not out but we think we build boundaries and sometimes we build walls oh
1: they were walls and yeah. I called them boundaries yeah. you're so freaking right yeah. with that, that we is sometimes so true.
0: think like don't don't cross this boundary and it's like how could I that is literally a 10 foot tall uh-huh. titanium steel I don't know if that's what it is, wall that they could never get through.
1: I found out I'm a Russian doll. I'm a little babushka. Oh, a little babushka. I have seven layers deep. I have oh, like an electric a little fence. Og- a little
0: ogre, if you will.
1: <laughs> a little <laughs> troll. <laughs> a cute little troll. I sit in the middle of it. Like just wall after wall after wall of yeah. all this shit. And I yeah. think I'm like noble, like sitting in this like, oh, I've created a nice little life. What uh, I've created is people can't get close to me because I designed a life. That keeps them out. That keeps them out. I have moats with alligators (sighs) in them. So
0: me and Wes just talked for like an hour before we started recording and we talked about this kind of concept. And well, before you came over, I said, I want to talk about this, this holy rage because this. So the first episode of season two of Wake Up With Wesley, you did. You kind of centered around this like feminine, holy rage Mm -hmm. that you've been feeling. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the last like two months of my life, especially I've been like, I've been there. I've been. I'm I'm. I'm mad. A mad woman. I'm mad at so Ugh. many things, Wes. A mad woman. And one of them that we talked about before, and that you just brought up, is kind of the nobility in, um, what's the word? Like in just caretaking. Uh huh. Caretaking everybody and everything, and making sure that you sacrifice yourself, and that you don't look at you don't put too much into yourself. You're not like selfish. You're not selfish mm-hmm. because that is the worst thing a woman could be is selfish.
1: Oh. Try adding an angry, selfish oh, woman. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. Like self-centered or like self-obsessed. Like that is the most unbecoming. I mean, yeah, it's the, it's the worst thing a woman could be. And so we feel this like gratitude in self-sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And it's sick. It's a sick cycle. It, it's cyclical. It's
1: cyclical. It, it, it's it, sick. It keeps you in there. But
0: it has made me. And like, I, I've just realized this these last couple months since I've been on my own and like that, I have been like taking care of myself and like reconnecting with myself that I'm like, I have been like playing all of these roles that I didn't even know I was in mm-hmm. that. I didn't know what I wasn't happy doing. And, and I said this before we started recording, but now that I've like stepped out of that, my female friendships are better than they've ever been in my whole life. It like gave me the ability to connect with women who were feeling that same like shift in identity. Well, what you know it know what is, I mean? it, it's honesty.
1: Yeah. You're I living. I, said it's that to honesty. I was like, I've
0: been really mean lately. And she's like, have you been mean or have you been honest? I was like, Oh no, it's that I, one. It's I, honest.
1: She's <laughs> like, I'm just going to tell this person I can't meet you. And I was yeah. like, that's not mean.
0: Yeah. That's just like, I was you like, really can't. I was, mean, like, I, told, I was like, I told him I was unavailable and you were like, yeah, that's probably what you should have told him. I was like, oh, but normally I would either lie or I would make a sacrifice or I would be, I would try to make everybody happy or I would try to do all this. I I said this to you I said in in an episode before about like the whack-a-mole thing Mm -hmm. it's like one thing pops up you try to take care of it another thing pops up you try to take care of that like never once are you like do I even like playing this is this even like the arcade game I want to participate in or am I just like here because I feel bad for everybody that's doing it that's it So
1: that's the rage point. Yeah. That's the rage point that we, we as women never allow ourselves to get to. Like we, we don't want to be labeled as mean or bitchy or bitchy Mm -hmm. or what, but what it is is honest. It's like, are you doing a self-evaluation? Are you reflecting enough inside yourself to look at your life and say, maybe that's not for me. And that's not mean. That's honest. That's loving. That's a loving thing to do.
0: The kindest thing you can do. Like, I I don't even know who said this. It's definitely not me, but somebody said the kindest thing you can do is be honest. Mm -hmm. And, I was like that's not true. That's not true. You you should lie to people. You should make them feel good and make them feel comfortable and make sure that they have what they need and you should put everything that you want aside because you are here as a woman to literally take care of everybody around you.
1: We make the space nice. Yeah. And we are really honored for doing that. Mm-hmm. We make the space nice. Yes, yeah.
0: and that's what you've been doing for years is years that you made years. the space nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And so, yeah, I'm undoing that. And it is wild to me how much better my life feels, Mm -hmm. how I I feel truly happier from the inside out. Like it starts from within. I'm so content. I'm feeling way more embodied. And the relationships that I've been bending over backwards to make nice, um, And they were just, it was, it was filled with like versions of conflict never like fights, but like conflicting areas. Yeah. Those ones that I was bending over backwards for over and over and over again, when I just stopped the nonsense, started being honest and having confronting conversations, which appear to be like an angry woman.
0: Right. Well, because we're all told to like fear confrontation. Uh Yeah.
1: It, those relationships are deeper. They're better. It's Mm -hmm. like way more life giving. Yeah. I'm having way more fun. Yeah. I don't give a shit about a lot of stuff I used to really, really, really care yeah. about.
0: What, are, what are some of them? I want to know some of the, some things that you used to, I mean, without like naming details of anything but like what are things like, like- I
1: would it before I would ha- invite women over to my house yeah. I would want it like a charcuterie board out mm-hmm. and I would want to like have the kids rooms be kind of cleaned up like I would be like okay I have friends coming over can you guys like make sure your rooms look nice they just might like pop in make right. sure there's not pee like th- those are normal <laughs> hygienic Aussie, did you pee in the cash
0: register again <laughs> again
1: like that, that I thought that that's like what that's normal yeah. and it is to an extent but I wasn't it wasn't normal for me the way that I was operating there right. was there was a manipulation around that I wanted to appear, but it was very subconscious. I was not consciously aware of this. Why totally I didn't want to be messy. Yeah. I wanted to be like, she's got it on. This is, this is fine. Look yeah. at her kids. It's a nice home. And that derived from like, um, probably like being married really, really, really young mm-hmm. with nothing yeah. Te- and trying
0: literal teen bride
1: (laughs) trying to prove that like I've got this family thing on lockdown. Yeah. And that like you are momming, right? Yes. And that like
0: probably everybody who thought like Wes got pregnant when she was 19, they don't know what the hell they don't know what they're going to do that. You Stepped it up and did it. And
1: I'm like, look, my family's good. Look, please someone, someone tell me my family's good. Can you see that it's a good, happy family? That's probably
0: what felt so good when you were doing Love Chugs is like, Uh like the validation of like, look at this, like not only are they like the most beautiful people ever, but like they're, they're successful and they've got all of this. It was probably delicious to Mm -hmm. get that validation. Oh, I was hungry for it. Yeah.
1: But I, but very unconsciously hungry for it. Yeah. So then once I identified that and it took being fucking mad. Oh, I said yeah, the that F that's word. Okay. I'm sorry. That's okay. That's
0: fine. It's fine. But I'll, it took that. We, we slap a little E on the end so people know it's explicit. Okay, good, good. <laughs> okay. But yeah, but it took you being it, mad.
1: It, it, it was like... Finally addressing the rage within me that I had been stuffing, 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 stuffing. It was like a little spark to a dynamite stick that lived in my body that I was unsure was there. And it was bombs blew up. Yeah. Like it, like it was, there was shrapnel. You know what? That I, I know
0: for a fact that's in every woman. Oh, it's It's in every Every single woman. Cause like, even when I hear you talking about like, yeah, making sure, you know, rooms are clean and all of these things. Like I know that no woman really cares about that but it's this performative level that that we're all at at some to some degree mm-hmm. i'm not saying that this is just people who care about people's houses being clean but like when you when you get down into like the 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 real person that's under there. Nobody cares about no that cares. stuff.
1: But it's this. I walked we're into all Maddie's house. She is, she has laundry on the front thing. Literally. Underwear up, and I everywhere. feel so
0: comfortable. I know.
1: Thank you for leaving that out.
0: <laughs> I literally was like, "Should up, I'm not gonna do that. She said, like, My house
1: is dirty, and I know you don't care. And yeah. I said, Yeah, I don't care. I know,
0: isn't that such a con? I love when people say that. When me people too. like Lucy said that to me the other day. She said, I know when you come over, I don't have to entertain you. I know <sighs> that you can just sit there. That like, is what you I You know want. what I realized? I love when people poop at my house because it means they feel safe.
1: Yes. <laughs> I'm not, I'm they asked for kidding. a match. And you just feel like that's a warm hug. I love, that's an energetic warm hug. I love when people are
0: like, I could poop here. Mm-hmm. Like, cause you know, you don't poop if you're tense. My
1: body won't let me no. on vacation.
0: So when people are here, like I just, I take it as the biggest compliment <laughs> that I'm like, you felt safe here. <laughs> like, you know that like, I'm not going to be mad. <laughs> I'm not going to judge you. I don't care if you clog the toilet. Everyone poops. Everyone poops. So I love like when people feel mm-hmm. comfortable here and it has absolutely nothing to do with stuff that I own. Mm-hmm. Like none of it. No. Like we think that we have to, just place everything perfectly all like I just it has nothing to do with that and it has everything to do with like the people that you bring into your life and the women that you have around you I don't know it's just a really empowering thing to realize it is yeah
1: well, I think that that's this, this thing, this idea of being angry or being mean or being fed up. I think people associate it with the words like they, th- they. I say, holy rage, yes, holy anger, uh-huh. sacred rage, whatever, because it's an emotion just like happiness. Yes. Like, why would we demonize that? Like, why would we, why would we think it's a lesser emotion when it's just an emotion like it's any other emotion? It's actually so
0: far been my favorite emotion.
1: Oh, it's the ignition. It's, it's the activation of every good thing in my life, getting yes. fed up enough to make the change that's what it's ta- It's taken holy rage yes. to get me there.
0: It's been my, it's been my favorite emotion and my most, um, feared my, and my most feared, but also my most productive, mm-hmm. my most productive emotion. Oh. Like it, it, I, I don't know, so, but okay. So I know people are going to ask this or wonder this. Like, what do you, first of all, how'd you get there? How, how did you get there? And then what do you do with it? What do you do with all this anger in, in you?
1: Well, here's what people think anger is. They think they associate it with aggression yes. or violence.
0: Oh, so that's good why point, Wes. I that's a really good point. Really good point. Wisdom. Yes. This is the, this is the work. It's the that work. one yoga class you went to really did a number on you.
1: <laughs> I Googled. You know, I just Googled some of this stuff. You're like, have you heard of Brene Brown? I read it. <laughs> So but for real, I realized that people are so freaking afraid of anger because they associate it with violence. Yes or like aggression or this like mean like like fighting-huh like confrontation confrontational yeah. interactions and it looked like none of that. It really for me got to a fed up point when mm-hmm. I was sick and tired of my own shit enough so to make to make a change. like that's yeah. what it took for me. and it just meant acknowledging like I'm mad. And this anger is holy. So did you it feel something? Did
0: you feel mad at like, was was your main like point of anger? Like your conditioning?
1: It was my conditioning. It was me efforting and efforting and efforting to make people around me happy yeah. and it falling flat the more I did, it was like a bottomless pit. Yeah. Like I would effort and effort and effort and change my ways and go out of my way to make other people feel loved, seen, heard, and appreciated.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And when it, would you fall were, flat. when it was
0: not reciprocal,
1: it was it. I, I would say that I don't need that type of love or friendship in my life. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't even looking for it to be like reci- received back. What were you looking for back? Connection? Acknowledgement of self. Mm-hmm. Like, do you see me? like yeah. can you see can you see who i am yeah. and what i want and like this connection that i'm seeking and i thought that you had to give do prove and then the more that i would do that calling myself a good friend a good yeah. daughter a good sister a good whatever it would fall flat. It, it was a net. It was a hungry, hungry beast. The hungry, hungry caterpillar that could never eat enough. Yeah. And then soon you're just like a shell of yourself. Yeah. Just acting out of total avoidance, or just it, it's then a pattern inside of you. Yeah. And then you're like, for fucking what? Yeah. Like. I'm not even happy. Well,
0: and for these like flimsy relationships that are only built on you giving everything Mm -hmm. like that, that is what friendships are built on. And that is what like, and they rely on you for all of this stuff. And it's like, what are you, I don't have somebody who sees me. Like you're saying, Mm -hmm. like if you're looking, you're just wanting somebody to say like, Hey, I see you and I see all of the pain and effort that you're putting into this. Mm-hmm. And I mean, again, maybe I'm projecting, maybe I just feel this way. No, and you know, exactly. <laughs> you don't even need to know
1: people, you know, but giving
0: it's so deeply feminine to mm-hmm. just beg for somebody to just be like, do you need anything? Yeah. But not feel like you can ever say it. Yeah. Like not feeling like you can go up to somebody and be like, I need you to worry about me a little bit. Mm-hmm. I need you to take care of me. I need you to do this for me. I need you. Hey, in my friendships, I need you to be the one to reach out. I need you. Like, We don't do that.
1: Well, I realized my love language is just looking at people and innately seeing like everything good about them and their shit and loving them too. Yeah. Like in all of it, like I don't need people to change or morph around me. No. And that is how I love people. Like I'll accept who exactly who you are as you are. And I felt like maybe that's the reciprocity that I wasn't getting. I was like, wait, can you see that? Like, this is just who I, why, why do I need to abandon myself to prove to you that I love you? Oh yeah. Like, can't you just like love me a little bit as I am?
0: Yeah. So next step, what do you do with all the, what do you do with all the rage? You got to
1: get bitchy. That's the part that people are kind of afraid of doing. You got to get bitchy. You got to be the fed up woman who actually has the confronting conversation. You got to avoid the aggression, avoid the, the rage part of it. Like the, the meanness, because that actually bites you in the ass.
0: Well, and, uh, the cattiness, Mm -hmm. there's no cattiness involved. And I think, that is another thing that people get hung up on with angry women is that they think gossip. They think catty. They think um, like all all like conniving. They think all of these things. It's actually the exact opposite. It's, it's the exact it's opposite. direct and strong
1: and, you know, sure. It's communication. It's honest <laughs> Imagine <that>. communication. <laughs> Imagine hey, that. I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. And then the other person blows up and then you can receive that however you want to receive that and then yeah. you can choose to try to work through it or you end a relationship.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's very weird. I don't know what made me think of this, but I don't think I've, I don't think I've said anything like this yet on the podcast, but I I used to say like when I was married, I would look back at like single Maddie, you know, like 20, 21, 22 year old Maddie. And I used to be like, Oh, there's so much advice that I wish I could give her. Like now that I'm older and now that I'm becoming like a more like fully formed human being, I wish I could give her all this advice. And now I'm here again and I'm dating again. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. now I get to take all of this advice, all of these things that I wish I had told 20 year old Maddie, like don't take shit from guys. Don't let people walk all over you. Don't be so available. Don't get Mm -hmm. so like, don't like give them like parts of you that you, they didn't earn yet. Like things like that. And now I'm in, in this phase of life of dating and I'm just like, and this is what I was telling you earlier. I'm just like
1: mean (laughs) to everyone.
0: And I literally have (laughs) never felt so feminine in my life. But
1: Maddie, they like you more because of it, right? They like me way more. I know. What is that? And
0: not one part of me has had to feel sacrificed. Mm -hmm. Not one. Like I'm like, I have stood every boundary, every, everything. And I don't get anxiety about it. That's the other thing about like, I mean, my whole life, really. If I set a boundary, I was uncomfortable with it. Mm-hmm. Like I was always like, "Oh, is that cool?" Is were that you rehearsing piece? it in your mind? Oh, I was like- rehearsing it. And I mean, I I could talk about codependency till I'm blue in the face because it literally learning about codependency changed my entire life. But I didn't realize how codependent I was. Literally, if you if I met you in the grocery store, we were now in a codependent relationship. Yeah. I know. <laughs> like same. I would I would inconvenience myself to the ends of the earth to make sure that the clerk at the grocery store didn't have to sit in 1 ounce of discomfort. Me too. Like that is what I did. Like
1: I would get the wrong order at a restaurant and not want to inconvenience the waiter. Oh,
0: no. I'd be like, "I'll go make it. Do you want me to head back there? I'll go do it." <laughs> like all yeah. like not one part of me stuck stuck stood up for myself ever. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm here. I'm almost 30 and I feel mad at everything and it's so feminine and so happy.
1: Yeah. It's like, and it's it's, so right. It's so weird. It's so right. Isn't it weird? But on the other side of this, there is, it's a season. It's a singer of, it's a season of anger. Yeah. A singer. It's a singer. (laughs) It's a singer of anger. Yeah. It's a season of anger. And like, if you don't resist it, I think in the resistance of the anger of the acknowledgement of Hey, I'm mad about this. This actually isn't okay. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm I'm mad. Yeah. I think that we never want to appear as like that mean, angry woman. Never. So you push it aside. That is when it turns toxic. Oh, that is when you get that's bitchy resentment. That's resentment, and then that yeah, that's when it gets really truly gross. Yep. But if you let it just come through you, just like you would allow happiness to yeah. pass through you, and whatever is coming is also going. Let it pass through
0: you. It's amazing how when you just let it pass, it really does. Okay. And it's like when you obsess about when is this gonna end and how am I gonna feel better. That's when it sticks in Mm -hmm. your body literally for years and you never get rid of it.
1: And then I think to the level that we allow ourselves to feel those uncomfortable feelings, that's also the same level that we feel the joyous feelings too. Like there is a truth that it can only be, I can talk to you guys about it. I can talk to Maddie about it till she's am blue in the face, but until like now I'm witnessing her and her transformation (laughs) and she, she doesn't have to talk to me. I can feel in her body what you emote shows to me that you, that you've been doing some of this stuff. Words aren't necessary. I feel it.
0: It's so weird. And I've, I've had people point out like, cause I'll post pictures and they will be like, you look, you literally different. look different. They'll be like, you look different. And I'm like, no, I, I can tell that I look different uh-huh. because when I put on my makeup in the morning, I look different. I look, different. I look more feminine. Uh-huh. Like I don't. And again, like obviously fem- feminine, masculine energies, they're, they're so, um, they're mutable they're so, and, and they're nuanced. Like uh-huh. I'm not saying like any, any type of beauty standard. I'm just saying like, I feel more connected to my body. I feel more connected. It's weird. I like, I, I just feel more feminine. I don't know. Like,
1: I haven't seen you in two months and, <laughs> I, and I was walking outside to get into her house and she was outside Yeah. and I'm like, where are you? And she goes, this is me. Like where I'm on the phone yeah. with her. And I was like, Oh, I didn't recognize you.
0: And like, that's like <laughs> what, like I didn't know. I, I, Isn't I look back. No, it's so weird. And like, I even look back and I'm like, I didn't, I didn't know what I didn't know. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't know in my early twenties or whatever. I didn't know any of these things about myself. I didn't know that I wasn't meant to be like a self-sacrificing woman all the time. I thought that was my role. I thought it was my duty. I, I thought it was everything that I was supposed to do. And so now that I'm here and I said this at the beginning, but now that I'm on my own, I just take care of myself every day. I don't really have any of those roles to fill. I don't have kids, husband, any of that. It's like, I clicked into place. Mm-hmm. It's like my body was like, this is, this is kind of where you're supposed to be. Like it's your
1: set point. It's yeah. You're, you're experiencing yourself for the first time in your adult life ever as who you actually are. Yeah. How, how bizarre I know. is that? It's also like, do you feel this way? Like what purpose is regret? None. That's
0: like, Like that's that's a toxic emotion. Does that do literally anything for anyone? No. What the hell is it going to do for me?
1: I think regret could be like anger where you acknowledge it. You let it pass through you. And then you move the F on from it. Like if you, if you sit in that, that is sickness. That's disease in the body. It does nothing for you. I think it's a mile marker. Like, Oh, I made a mistake right there. I never want to do that again. And you move on.
0: The only, the only purpose I can see for regret is to be like, Oh man, I, I want to learn from that. I don't want to do it that way ever again. Yep. Then you move forward. Mm -hmm. But like sitting and regretting, I just, I don't, it doesn't, it's not my vibe. It's not my, it's not what I want to do. And it doesn't do literally anything for me. But I just, it was weird because I remember listening to your first episode. When did, when did you launch that? Was that Mm, September? September? Yeah. And I remember being like, I, I think I told you this even, I was like, I don't want to come on your podcast again till like I'm better. Like I'm unwell right now. And like, I need to make sure that she I'm okay.
1: Me. She said, I just listened to your podcast. I love it so much. I can't go on it. I know.
0: I was like, don't ask me to go on till I'm okay. But I remember listening to that and being like, and like sensing it. And I just, I saw so many women. I mean, and I'm sure you obviously had no more. I just saw the repost of everything. People were like, yeah, I'm mad. Uh I'm mad at what I thought my life was supposed to be. I'm mad at what my life is now and how I feel pressure to perform in this way. And I don't want to do it anymore. Uh And like, that's not to say like (laughs) abandon your family and your husband and like start over, but I'm just saying you can, you can still be, you can still step out of those performative roles. That's true while still having to do them. Cause that's what you
1: did. You didn't leave your husband. You didn't leave your kids. No. And, and the, the great relationships that I have yeah. have only strengthened by yeah. doing this work. Like that's what I think. If there is any misconception feel like it's made you a better mom. Oh, 100%.
0: Okay. I just, I want people to hear that because I want people to think like, or I want people to know it's not like, Oh, you're a mom. You have to step out of that and you can't do that anymore. It's like, no, you can step into something better and and feel even more empowered in your role as a mother
1: it's more authentic too. Like our Mm -hmm. relationships are cleaner.
0: Mm -hmm. I I don't even know
1: if there is a better way to describe it. I feel that. Cleaner. Yeah. I just, I feel that I really
0: resonate with that. That's how I feel about my, about my friendships right now. They're just cleaner.
1: It's cleaner. There's nothing to do there, but just like, look at the person and be like, Hey, I like you. You're cool. Even in your, in your messy parts. It's kind of funny. Like that's my natural Maddie. This is what I hid from the world. Like people get hurt. Bronson will be like throwing up sick in the bathroom. Yeah. My nature, my natural soul self, I'm giggling in a corner. I don't think it's funny. I'm so upset for him, but like my body is like, Oh, I'm so sorry. You're sick. Like I'm
0: like laughing. But are you like glad that like they just, it makes them a more complete person.
1: Yes. Like, I don't even know why it like, I just want to be seen for myself. And like, that's a weird part of myself that I feel like is unacceptable. Like someone trips on a curb. <laughs> I, I think it's funny. Yeah. I know they're hurt. I'm still laughing. And I, and instead of hiding that I can just yeah. be like, you're hurt. I'm so sorry. I'm, I think it's funny. Yeah. And my friends unbeknownst to me also kind of think that's funny. Yeah. I was like oh I can be my full self like yeah. I can be like this weird like I laugh at farting jokes
0: like you can be like sick and drunk and throwing up and you don't have to worry about like the perception of the person yes. next to you and they're gonna get grossed out yes. and leave what yes. is, what's sorry but what's a worse quality than that in somebody
1: I really hate that
0: I hate people who get grossed out easily me too don't be grossed out of course every, you're not like every, that you every...
1: like people who poop in your house <laughs> I like
0: when people I was also <laughs> raised with seven disgusting boys in my house at all times but just kind of like I mean and it is funny and there's also something really poetic about that part of you that you do like seeing those when people do those things. I,
1: I genuinely enjoy it so yeah. much and it feels twisted and weird. And I think it's who I am. <laughs> and I think it might just be stuck. And then people think I'm and some I... spiritual guru and I'm like actually just laughing at farting jokes You're all like, day long. You're like, I actually
0: long. just want you to shit your pants yeah, in front of me. <laughs> I
1: think it's like a real good time. <laughs> and then I'm like, let's go to the yeah. depths of our soul but, and then fart.
0: But that's the thing is that I just, I, I think, that when we talk about performance and performative, all of this stuff, femininity, womanhood, all of these things, it it really has nothing to do with like um, like things that you need to do, like raise your kids. And, you know, so like you don't have to abandon those things, but you should abandon the obligation, mm-hmm. the obligation to perform for the outside world at all times.
1: Well, here's the funny thing about this work is because we think that we're fooling everybody. Yeah. Everyone knows. Everyone knows. Your kids know. Your husband knows. (laughs) You know. Your family knows.
0: And it's just. Your body knows. Oh, your body
1: knows. Yeah. But it's like, how obedient are you going to be to the game? And then you finally get fed up enough to like stop playing the game. Yeah. And then. Real life starts and then you're like, oh, it feels so damn good. Like I didn't have to play that game ever. Not a day in my life, but I'm grateful for the game. The game taught me a lot.
0: If if somebody else decides to live within that game or decides to do those things, I don't believe in like... Oh, I can't see or talk to you or have anything to do with you mm-hmm. because I feel like I should be really ro- I should be rooted enough in what I believe and what I want to do that. I could still love somebody who's close to me that exists within that. Does that make sense?
1: I 100, it, this yeah. is actually important to talk about. So yeah. I feel like there's like your inner circle, like, yes. like the people who you get the radical honesty, uh-huh. they get the radical vulnerability and that vulnerability is earned. Absolutely. It's earned and reciprocated Absolutely. where it's like a do du- it, it's dual thing. It's like reciprocity. Totally. Yes. Like it's, it's like the, that's the, Inner circle, and then you have like the next layer out, and it's like those are your homies, your fun people. Like you yes. go have a real good time. Yeah. It's fun with them. Do they get your radical honesty or radical vulnerability? No, because no, you're just chilling. You're having a fun time, and then it goes a, a circle and not, out. And that's not a bad. That's not their fault. It's not your fault. There's no no there's dude. No. It's wisdom. Yeah, that's just that's womanhood. Yeah, like you, like that's that's honoring yourself. Like yes. not everyone gets that piece of you, and that's that's not to say anything about them. It's just no. that's womanhood. Yeah.
0: This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by Rocket Money. So how many of you know exactly how much you're paying for subscriptions? I bet the majority of you don't. What's more shocking than when you log on to your bank account and you see all these automatic charges and you're like, hey, I got to remember to cancel those because did not like that. And then you forget. And then the first of the month rolls around and there it is again. Did you know that most Americans think that they spend around $80 a month on subscriptions, but the actual total is closer to 200 That's a big jump, $80 to 200 is quite a jump. If you don't know exactly how much you're spending every month, you need to get Rocket Money. Rocket Money, which used to be known as Truebill, is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, it monitors your spending, and it helps you lower your bills all in one place. Over 80% of people have subscriptions that they forgot about, like, you know, we've all done it, there's a show on a streaming service that you don't have, and you're like, it's fine, I'll get the 14-day free trial and then much more than 14 days passes and now you're paying for something that you literally never use. So all you do is that you download Rocket Money and then you can find the subscription that you don't want, you press cancel and Rocket Money will cancel it for you. So you don't have to sit on the phone with customer service or email back and forth. Rocket Money makes canceling subscriptions as easy as the click of a button, literally. Over three million people have used Rocket Money, saving the average person up to $720 a year. So stop throwing your money away. You can cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com/bad. Once again, that's rocketmoney.com/bad. Once again, that's rocketmoney.com/bad. This episode of the Bad Broadcast is brought to you by Squarespace. How many of you have wanted to start your own business, but the thought of building a website and selling things feels extremely daunting and also confusing? I would bet there's a handful of you out there that don't really know where to start. Good news, Squarespace takes care of all of the annoying, confusing parts of building a website. Squarespace is the place to sell everything and anything, whatever whatever your heart desires, whatever you want to sell. Squarespace has the tools you need to get your business off the ground, including e-commerce templates, inventory management, a simple checkout process, and secure payments. So whatever you sell, Squarespace has merchandising features to make your products look their best online. You also own all of the content that you put on the Squarespace platform. They have one-click data portability. And... And you have a really good overview of who's coming to your website what they're buying what they like to see you have a great traffic overview anything that you worry about that you're wondering how to do it on a website squarespace does it you can grow and engage your audience they've got squarespace email campaigns you can create powerful content that matches your website and then you can send it out to people and drive traffic toward your business And make that money they have a blogging platform that supports a configurable sharing button letting your visitors share content on facebook twitter google plus linkedin stumbled upon reddit pinterest and tumblr you can get into everybody's eyes and ears on any website that you need so if you're ready to launch your business and you're ready to start the website go to squarespace.com bad for a free trial and then when you're ready to launch i have an offer code which is bad that'll save you 10 percent off of your first purchase of a website or domain once again, that's squarespace.com BAD for a free trial. And then when you're ready to launch, use the offer code BAD to save 10% off of your first purchase of a website or domain.
1: Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
0: And then you have, how many, how how far out do you feel? Dude, like I'm goes? like
1: eight out, eight like out. eight. <laughs> there's the like bu- a lot of people. That's the babushka? Yeah, this <laughs> is the babushka. It is. Yeah. I, I, there's a lot out. And then you have the extended family. And it's like, there is nothing in common there. And so much love. And we yeah. get together and we eat barbecue and we laugh at each other's weird kids and weird uncles and weird cousins. Yes. And I love it. Did they know me at all? No. <laughs> no. But who I cares? love it. It's
0: kind of like just the messiness of life. Oh, like it's that, so
1: fun. That it's and I
0: I feel like I've I okay, I who I heard somebody say this. I can't think of who, but I realized this about myself because people ask me about like adult female friendships all the time. Because I have made my best friendships in the last three years like I have I have made my my five core people in the last did I say five years three
1: three Three. okay three to five yeah
0: for sure but like my late 20s like I have like a couple friends that I have from high school that will always be my best friends but other than that I've got my my core girls as I've gotten older and I think why that's been possible is because there's this mutual like like I don't know how else to describe it except like I am thirsty to know about their lives. Mm-hmm. Every little tiny thing. I want to know what time Betty woke up. I want to mm-hmm. know what you guys have for breakfast. I want to know where I I want to know like I'm not, I not genuinely I could not talk about myself all day and I would just listen to mm-hmm. the women in my life talk about themselves. And I think that that is a a I don't want to say tactic but kind of like how I've gotten my like is this mutual, like thirst for each other's
1: a genuine life. thirst? Genuinely, it's genuinely you become very interested yes. in the other person's life, and they're like, "Why this is boring?" And the boringness is the magic. Yes. Like, can you get to the point of being bored with someone? You just made yourself an inner circle friend. <laughs> yes. No, literally, and it's like
0: I and I don't want to know the info so that I could share it. I want to know it because, like, I just want to feel. It's like that's the most raw connection ever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The mundane, all the boring stuff, and like being like, "Well, what did you get from Sonic today?" Like, mm-hmm. I want to know. Like, what's how- your order? Yeah, like tell me your order. Like, what you? What's your favorite? So- like, I don't know. And I just I feel that women in general probably have a thirstier. Uh, need for each other than we let the other person know.
1: Yeah. Like it actually I'm, matters to I'm me. need,
0: I'm needier for women than I'll ever be for a man.
1: My, my best friend in the world, she said to us just this last week we were together in, in the Bay area yeah. and she was like, I think the greatest love story of my life yeah. is my female friendships. Yes. and And this is, she has a marriage that is, should be written about in books. Yeah. Like her romantic love yeah. is something to be honored. Really? And she, even her, even she said, and I'm like, hell yeah, this is something. Yeah. The greatest love story of my life are the female friendships that I've cultivated. And I'm in my thirties, mid thirties. And it's taken mm-hmm. me this long. There was so much shame yeah. that I didn't have girlfriends. Yeah. But listen, dude, I was holding out. Yeah. I was holding out for like women. And you know what? That might be because, because again, people ask me, they say, how do I make female friendships? And,
0: Maybe maybe there is a resistance within you that you don't that you worry about getting close to women. Maybe you've been hurt by lots of women in your oh, life. Oh, the
1: toxic female friendships are the things that have hurt me more than any boyfriend, well, any any event of my life. And we said
0: this before. Women hurt you when you're I'm like the first time a girl hurt my feelings, I was probably nine, uh-huh. ten. I didn't get hurt by a boy till I was 18. Uh-huh. Like I was being hurt by girl friendships early on. Like we were doing that to each other all the time. I'm sure I hurt girls like or early on. I'm sure, but those t- and I think that w- then we get older and we're like, why are we having a harder time connecting with women? And it's like maybe there is like an inner dis, like an innate distrust. Maybe we've been told that oh, female friendships are always toxic. Yeah. Female friendships are always catty. They're always gossipy. They're always bitchy. Like I, I don't know. And to me, that feels like a patriarchal lie it is because we're told well no your your man like stand by your man like that's never gonna happen with a guy guy friendships are so easy guy friendships are so real guy friendships are so you know all of these things and I'm looking back and being like why was I never told that about female friendships I don't know but me too. Yeah. That was my
1: avoidance of it. Yeah. I, I felt like I could be annihilated by yeah. women. Yeah. And that was you probably had been, uh-huh. I yeah. I'd seen it play out in all the generations ahead of me. I've seen, and I moved, I moved, at, I, I went to 12 different schools. So I was always the outsider looking yeah. in and yeah. I could see how girls treated each other. And I was like, I want no part of that. Yeah. I, I literally chose to never be a part well, of that. And then, and it happens when you're in
0: junior high and high school, and that's when your brain is literally forming. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're it's solidifying like. Oh, oh, it
1: concrete in my mind. Yeah.
0: Like it's <laughs> all of these like um uh what's the word I'm looking for? Like your developmental years are being reinforced that
1: women are not safe. Well, you know what it changed? Huh? It, it, what it took in my life to change what? is I have a daughter in high school. Oh, and for the last yeah. three years, I'm like, oh, these last three years. Woof, it's been tough. Yeah. A lot of it is seeing my toxic shit play out in my children Mm. because all of a sudden she's like chilling with the skater boys only having (laughs) boyfriends. She's like, mom, girls are a lot. And I'm I'm like, "Ah." I'm like, "Ah, no, but you need girls. You know what? Girls.
0: You know what? I remember. Okay. So I have this very clear memory. I am going to be that girl. I will be the girl that can come to guys nights. I will be the coolest girl Mm -hmm. ever. Like I remember like feeling like, okay, now's the time that I need to start and I need to learn how, what side of the microphone am I talking to? And I need to like learn how to be a guy's girl. Yeah. Like, and I, and I had my arsenal full of reasons why I was, wait, let's talk about
1: the arsenal. What was it? You got to have good music.
0: Oh no. My arsenal was like, okay, my dad was a professional baseball player. Oh,
1: that's really, that's Um, a good one. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I didn't.
0: I'm like, I see your good music. I raise you a professional athlete. Um, like I have seven brothers. I'm so cool. I've been around guys my whole life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, good music, understanding sports, um, mm-hmm. wearing sweats, not wearing too much makeup. Yeah. Um, kind of being effortlessly like being funny, but not funnier mm-hmm. than them. Like laughing at your, their
1: jokes. Oh, laughing. Thinking at, they're so funny. You got well, to laugh what, at their well, shit. I'm,
0: I'm sure you've heard this, that, uh, I think it was, uh, Nikki Glaser, who's a comedian. And she said, a guy thinks that a girl has a good sense of humor when she laughs at his jokes. That's so true. And a, I think it's like a girl thinks that a guy has a good sense of humor when they laugh at the same things. That is so tr- I've never yeah. heard that before. Yeah, but like guys, guys think that you are funny when, when you're you laughing laugh at, at them. them. And that's like that's the 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 part of my job that I've observed the most. Oh my is gosh. Is that like Maddie. guys that that's what guys think is funny Yeah, is that when you think they're funny Yep. and guys think like guys don't think funny girls are hot.
1: They think that they're like coming out. It's like, it's like competition. To yeah. you, you can't be funnier than me.
0: And so I remember in high school, I, I knew that I, I was funny. Like I knew that I had a good, I knew that I could like tell jokes and I could like kind of keep up with people. I was not about to let anybody. You never stage a boy. No.
1: A prepubescent boy. No.
0: <laughs> and the only reason I would make a guy laugh was so that they would like me. I was never like just trying to be funny. I was like, how can I get this guy to like me? What can I like maneuver around to like get this guy to like me? Mm-hmm. Now, this is one of those things that I look back and I'm like, I wish I could have taken my advice, but now I can take my advice that I'm like, no, you're gonna, I'm gonna, you're gonna think I'm funny. And if you're not funny, I'm not gonna laugh at you. Yeah. And like, you're not like, that's just how this is gonna go. <laughs> It's kind of what it takes. Yeah, but I, so so back to the arsenal, you have this arsenal of how to please guys that I've been building since I was,
1: I'm so sorry that I could be that example for you, but I knew it well. I Listen, if you were going to look up to someone, no, it might as well, it should have been me. But the thing is, is that
0: you just, like every step of the way, I've just copied you and it's been great because yep. now I'm copying you still. And it's a great, it's a great <laughs> thing. But I remember
1: just hearing that and
0: hearing these teenage boys, like talk about a girl that way. And I was like, that's what I want. Like yeah. that, because that was ultimate win. That was ultimate listen, validation. Listen, you just wrestle
1: with them a little bit.
0: Yeah. I remember asking my friends, uh, we were like driving to St. George. And I remember being like, what's like the, the, like, what's your favorite compliment? Like, what's your favorite compliment you could get from a guy? And they're like, Oh, I love being told like I'm hot. I love being. And I was like, I want to be told I'm chill. Me too. That was that all was I wanted. That
1: was me. I wanted to be cool.
0: Oh, I wanted Like when somebody, I wanted somebody to say, she's a, such a chill girl. Yeah. I like that. Or like she can come chill. That's like, that was everything. Listen,
1: if you are the cool girl, you oh, are the most abandoned even, self. That is what I know now. The cool girl. Don't even girls. get me.
0: You, you know, the cool girl monologue from, from Uh, You know I don't watch anything Okay from Gone Girl Have you seen Gone Girl? No Wes Okay so the cool girl monologue Finish what you're going to say And then I'll talk I don't remember
1: now I (laughs) just want to know the monologue So
0: the cool girl Should I read it? Read it Okay so this is This is so perfect I've literally never been So happy to read this I've been so obsessed With this monologue And I know it's like In my dating years It's probably a red flag That I want to hang it up But I don't even care Because it's the thing I believe the most Okay so this is what she says Cool girl Men always use that, don't they, as their defining compliment. She's a cool girl. Cool girl is hot. Cool girl is game. Cool girl is fun. Cool girl never gets angry at her man. She likes what he likes. So evidently, he's a vinyl hipster who loves fetish manga. If he's a girl's gone if he likes girls gone wild, She's a mall babe who talks football and endures Buffalo wings at Hooters. I waxed myself raw. I drank, drank canned beer watching Adam Sandler movies. I ate cold pizza and remained a size two. I lived in the moment. I was game. He actually expected me to love him unconditionally. And then he dragged me to the navel of the country and found himself a newer, younger, bouncier, cool girl.
1: <sighs> I don't need a podcast. That's it. Literally. That's, that's it. it. That's my holy rage. It's coming is... to that reckoning. It's,
0: it's cool girl.
1: Cool girl. I had to kill the cool girl. Oh, my And all of gosh. us, it's okay to admit that you want that.
0: Well, and it's okay to actually be cool because we are cool. Oh, we I'm are cool, cool in my own little weird way. No, I we really are cool am. cool people. I, I, like, but cool girl. Mm-hmm. It's cool girl for the guys. That's the one you have to kill. It's, it's the guy's guy, or it's the guy's girl, <laughs> cool girl, wings. Oh, I can't even. You know what's funny? I actually... Okay, I was talking about this today because like somebody was talking to me about football and I literally said to them, if I was 19, I would engage in this conversation with you. I would act like I cared about football. I would Google who you're talking about and pretend like I I gave one single shit. Mm -hmm. I don't care. In fact, I hate football. I I don't want to watch it. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want you to like it. And if you like it, it bugs me. Like you couldn't have paid me a million dollars to say that to a guy when I was in college. What'd he say? He was like, well, I mean, he said... (laughs) Should I go back and see what he said? <laughs> it's on. A text oh, he said. Thread. Oh, no. You want to know what he said? <laughs> what he said. Um, he said, "I'm glad you're being yourself now."
1: <gasps> so is this the trick to life? I don't uh, know. The whole while through, we just he could said, like say what we
0: really. He think? said, "I'm glad you're being your true self now." Also, same kind of.
1: <gasps> so he's trying to be cool guy. He's trying to be cool guy. See. We're one in the same. Know, We're one in the same. I know,
0: but killing the cool girl—that is the cool. That is the coolest thing I've ever yeah, heard. Yeah, we
1: got to kill the cool girl, and oh it my takes gosh. a little bit of anger. That
0: literally got
1: me like I know. a little horny. <laughs> I know. It's for your new self, huh? But, but like you like like your new self yeah. so much that you like you. This is the weird, twisted side of it. Yeah. You actually start turning yourself on the more you 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 are. Oh yeah. Like in a in a really like in a humble not. It, it is hum. It's like a. Oh, I really like myself so much that I don't care anymore it's
0: like it's a deep it's a deep like it's a deeper love for myself than i've ever known Mm -hmm. like i've always liked myself like i've always been like i'm confident i'm cool i'm i'm good you could get by i could get by but if somebody else told me they didn't like me i was not well yeah i was not well so now anybody in my life could tell me they don't like me and I would be totally fine
1: it would be a blessing to me so where are yeah. I'm at that at that level like yeah. hey, can we have a conversation do we like each other or Are we just like burdening each other with this like fake act yeah and if they come back at me and say oh, no it is a burden I say thank you so much yes. I wish you well <laughs> thank you so <laughs> thank much you, I'm please. still gonna like your Instagram photos because I like you more now yeah we just don't have to like pretend to like oh want to text gosh. each other and, and like, check
0: in just doesn't living like that just feel like a <laughs> vacation it's all the time. It's
1: a juicy, juicy life.
0: Oh, and it's full of people that you actually want to be around literally yeah. all the time. Well, and then
1: this is when the mothering comes in is because yeah. my kids actually get to see an embodied woman live like this yes, and they can see the old me. And it's, it's important that they saw me being that woman. And yeah. it's even more important that I still have them under my home and under, I, I am in, influ- I'm the most influential woman in their life 100%. that they can see the dichotomy. Yeah. There was a me before and a me after, and that's not fake and that's not messy. That's life.
0: And they will. We're exemplifying they, life. They will thank you for it their entire lives. I hope
1: so. I'm telling myself that right now. I mean, it's a <laughs> it's a crapshoot, Maddie. I'm You're hoping like, well, for the, the best. No, I know. am hoping for the best. I
0: know for a fact, but it's just. Oh my gosh, I'm just obsessed with this kind of. I I feel like it's it's becoming more collective, like that. I think a lot of women are stepping into this, yeah. like refusal to like get, like you know shrink yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just love it. I just am obsessed. I'm, I'm obsessed with women. I've never loved women more in my life. This episode of the bad broadcast is brought to you by Babbel. The funnest part of a new year of a new phase of life is learning new things. Learning new things, going new places, finding new adventures. Like maybe you're going to travel somewhere new this year, or you're going to pick up some new skills. Well, whatever the case may be, there's no better way to prepare for those things than by learning a new language with Babbel. Babbel is the language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions. And thanks to Babbel's addictively fun and easy bite-sized language lessons, you can feel confident no matter where the new year takes you. I'm taking French. And I feel very cool when I know literally any French word. Uh, The one that stuck with me the most is bibliothèque. That means library. So if I ever need to know where a library is, you bet I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to be able to, (laughs) to ace that one. I'm just kidding. I do feel like I've got a very baseline knowledge of French and I feel like when I go to Paris, I'm going to be able to kind of navigate my way around. With Babbel, you only need 10 minutes to complete a lesson so you can start having real life conversations in a new language in as little as three weeks. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. And with Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages and their speech recognition technology helps you improve your pronunciation and accent. So right now you can get up to 55% off of your subscription when you go to babbel.com bad. That's babbel, B-A-B-B-E-L.com bad for up to 55% off of your subscription. Babbel, language for life. I'm Michael Judson-Berry. And I'm Paris Nicholson. And we're both influencers. We're also your amazing hosts of The Social Dose, a fabulous new podcast where we serve your weekly dose of social's most important stories. It's like the yassification of news brought to you by us, Paris and Michael. Join us and special correspondents three times a week, every week. So listen to The Social Dose from Something Else and Sony Music Entertainment. Listen and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Actually, so I did this anonymous Q&A last week. I can't even tell you how many people were like, are you gay? Why? So many people think I'm gay or bi, which I was like... Like you did
1: the Glennon Doyle thing, like you like... Yeah. Leave your husband and it's for and a like, like It's for Lucy. Yeah. <laughs>
0: oh my gosh I have told Lucy so many times I'm like if Drew dies we're co-parenting yeah. like it or not we're getting married yeah. no but I'm like tragically straight but mm-hmm. I, but when be, I'm like no it's probably because I I genuinely like I am obsessed with with women with yeah. female traits and their jobs and their life day to day like i just i love it's because we're dynamic and i
1: think that your brain needs that stimulation like maybe a dude can never be enough for you it's not enough for me no and i love my husband he is a dynamic man yeah and and coming to the point
0: he fills you he fills you up in in other ways in all the ways in all the ways in all the ways in other (laughs) places
1: in all the ways but (laughs) other other holes are filled (laughs) (laughs) but it's weird it's weird it's because it, it it's a nod to his growth, too, because yeah. he can know this version of me oh, and know I, that he's not enough. I feel like
0: I mean, and correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think I'm wrong here. But Bronson has kept up.
1: Oh, Bronson is like, he yeah, he's he, so hot. I'm a free woman. Like I'm like, like he allows me to be. I no so, one has ever boxed me in. I, it has been me every time. Yeah. I have done this to myself. Every I, time.
0: I sometimes get nervous when I see Bronson.
1: Why? Oh, he's his so cute. Bone structure. Oh, he's he looks so like cute. Justin Bobby circa. When was L- Laguna when I, well, the last time Justin
0: Bobby was hot?
1: Uh, but he sometimes okay, You want to know a true story This just happened I've,
0: I've told Wes multiple times That her and Bronson are my dream threesome
1: well, she told me that we're her Eiffel Tower, and I said, "What's that?" I had to. I had to. I tell. thought she wanted to go to Paris, and I was like, "Yeah, we'll You're go." Like, yeah, sure.
0: <laughs> that too. I mean, two birds, one stone. Huh? <laughs>
1: <Thank> <laughs> I was in Costco the other day, yeah, and Bronson was there with us, with the kids, and like the kids were like in the book section, yeah. I was go, I was getting stuff, and then I saw Bronx. he was getting flowers. I didn't know it was Bronson. Like I saw out of the corner of my you eye. You checked him out. And I was like, oh my god. Like it literally was breathtaking. I was like, shut <gasps> shut!" And your then face. I was like, "Oh, it's bronze. And then I felt shy to tell him that. I was like, "I don't want to like let him know. Like he still has this." No, you got to keep the spark like okay. Didn't, doesn't he have
0: a tattoo for Remy, the moon tattoo? Uh huh. Yeah. Please tell talk about that.
1: Well, Remy thought that the moon was hers every single night that the moon came out. No. She said, Mom, that's my moon. We, she try. thought the moon was hers. And- I'm going to weep. I'm going to weep. <laughs> so he got all the phases of the moon tattooed on him. Then he has a bird for Zuri. He has Ozzy on his freaking knuckles. Like he the does. Dude, yes. I did not know he had yes. it on his, knuckle. well, it on on his like knuckles. Like across his knuckles. huh that yeah. is so, and then hot. every single tattoo on that man's body is for me—a symbolic version of me—and I love it. I will never. Wes, so, like, can we just like, yes, the men are so important. Like, let's combine the two. I, let's make I, it a juicy love bubble where, like, you have the person of your dreams. In addendum, to a coven of women.
0: Well, and the person of your dreams wants nothing more for you than to be than for you to be the freest possible version mm-hmm. of yourself. And I,
1: we got to give bronze prop because he's like you don't do whatever you want i I, I will not let anybody win
0: i'm not letting them win Mm -hmm. anymore is basically what it boils down to so then you get me
1: yeah so then you get this this is all it is nobody gets to win anymore you get to create your own reality yeah and sometimes it looks weird and different and people don't get you and it's okay it's actually everyone's better off for it well and you know what it does actually it actually gives people permission to do it Mm -hmm.
0: and so i hope like that people look at anything that i've been through and and think to themselves, well, if it's possible, if Ma- if Maddie can do it that way, then it must exist somewhere. Maybe I can do it that way. So it's like when you do things a weird, unconventional way, there's going to be somebody else watching you. That's like the most valuable part of having an audience is that I'm like, okay, I'll test it for you guys. <laughs> like, I'll, like, let me be the guinea pig. Yeah. Like, let me see if we can do this. And then I'll share it with you guys. And I hope yeah. that it helps just one person. Great. That's, that's all you, I want. The
1: one thing I can say about you that is true for people Tell like me. the listeners, like being upset. I mean, people are obsessed with you. The you that you are on the show is so who you
0: really? are <laughs> You know are? what? I feel that when I'm wi- when I'm talking to people, sometimes really? when I'm solo, I'm like I kind of feel like I'm like I'm a little bit like no maybe just a Maddie. little bit more. But when I'm talking to you, I'm like this is how we would talk. This is how we do night. talk. Yeah. This is really there'd who be more, you there'd are. There'd be more
1: efforts, but
0: yeah, I'm sorry for doing that.
1: I think it's of Nancy. I know. I literally only think. I'm, I'm so sorry, Nancy. That's,
0: she's okay. One she's time okay. I
1: went to your house and I wore a tankini, and I. I want to apologize to her publicly today. (laughs) I feel so upset that I did
0: that. She's a a champ and she loves (laughs) you. So don't even worry. But yeah, it, um, yeah, just one, just that, that's like the value in an audience. And like, that's really what I care about. And that's like, I don't know don't you feel that way with an audience you're like I just want to connect with people I don't want it's real it's real want, for me I don't want the numbers I don't care I don't care about what I about hitting shit. this but like those dms that come in that <laughs> say like this this made my perspective a little bit easier mm-hmm. or whatever so when you do things a weird way who's to say th-
1: who's to say it's weird who's to say I thought I was weird until I started talking about it publicly yeah. and then I was like oh I'm pretty normal yeah like everyone feels like me we just don't talk about it, it it's it feels good. It's it literally fun.
0: it. You gotta watch Fleabag.
1: Oh, I've heard. Have it. you heard of it's it? So funny. It's on Amazon. Right? Yeah, Is I
0: it? actually shouldn't say that because I know you won't watch it. So I'll just tell you what. No, I will.
1: I'm down for a good series because right now, well, it's it's a really easy binge. Six episodes, or sorry, six episodes a season,
0: two seasons, and they're like 25 minutes. So oh, it's like you yes. can just blast right yes. through it. It's like a movie. That. It's like Lord of the Rings extended edition. But <laughs> she talks about this. She says either everybody's feeling like this. And none of us are talking about it or I'm the only one. And this is really, really lonely. And it's like, well, it's more than likely everybody's feeling it. And nobody's talking mm-hmm. about it.
1: I think TikTok kind of blew the cover off all of our personalities. I know. It really did. TikTok was like the way that I was like, oh, everyone is this odd. Yeah. Everyone every- is this complex. Yeah. Like you can hold all of this and have false beliefs, true beliefs, and, and still hold everything all at once and just walk through this yeah. life and feel like nothing's wrong with you.
0: I know. Aren't people the best?
1: TikTok's my favorite thing that's ever been invented. And I have to delete it because it's it's like ruining to, my attention Well, span. and to
0: hear you say that because you are not the most social media person. Um,
1: No, I hate it. I hate it. So
0: to hear you say that you love TikTok, but no, it really does just like, it makes me love people.
1: TikTok is the pulse, the true authentic pulse of our society. And it is getting (laughs) weird and I'm down for it. (laughs) I know. I feel the exact
0: same way. I just, oh my gosh. It's just, yeah, I, I really, I feel like now. Like kind of like now that things are clearing up, you know, my life is kind of moving forward. I just. You're
1: through the mucky part. I the call it the, the goo phase. The you, goof you have phase. been in a gooey, you know what? Icky, you know what's, the, weird you know what's
0: the worst type of goo phase? What? When you don't know you're in your goo phase. Oh, the unconscious goo phase is yeah. the grossest. Mm-hmm. That's where it's
1: like other people can see it and you're unaware and you're like, what? What? Yeah. what? And then you're mean. And you're mad. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm so mad. I yeah. was so <laughs> mad at everybody. I was like, what do you want? <laughs> what? I'm doing the best I can. And we're all like, you're gross in there. Yeah. Can't you see like there's some gross shit?
0: Yeah. And it was the people that I loved the very most mm-hmm. who were telling me, like, maybe that's, maybe you're kind of gross. And mm-hmm. I would say, no, thank me for doing <laughs> such a good job. I'm doing everything. And now I come out of it and I'm like,
1: oh, sorry. It's the apology tour. I've done yeah. a million. It's fine. <laughs> the
0: apology it's tour. It's fine. I'm on a PR tour with <laughs> yeah. everybody. No, but it really is. And I I feel like... The the last thing I want to say is that I feel like I'm going to cry. Don't look at me. Okay, Don't make eye with okay, contact I'm with not, me. I'm going to look at your feet. But the goo phase, the goo phase was long and hard. And Wes did her goo phase for all of us. But I think probably specifically for me. Thanks, baby girl. I feel that way.
1: I, I feel mean, we're right. holding hands, man, through it. I know. You, you, were, you, you knew remember, my shit too. Literally,
0: but you became this butterfly and I felt mm-hmm. like I just got to chase her because I've got to mm-hmm. hang out with her. Got to do some I, of my weird I, stuff. I, gotta, <laughs> I did, you know, the things that Wes could peer pressure me into doing, <laughs> I I don't even want to admit it uh, uh, on the podcast, but don't, basically if Wes has done it, it, I've either done it or seriously considered it. <laughs> <laughs> love it but it just really you are a you are a beacon mm. you are a beacon for like women and it just when you talked about the rage I just I think it did something to me I yeah. really do yeah so I can't imagine how other people must be feeling I see you young Padawan you are my you are
1: my I see Obi-Wan you. Kenobi I see you. yeah I get it no proud of you too <sighs> what do you want to what do you want to leave the people with oh man Advice what do wisdom? I? No, I don't have any of that anymore. The wisdom in me now knows that I know nothing. <laughs> that's, <laughs> if anything, the, that's
0: the wisest thing.
1: Yeah, I know nothing. I'm just in it for the ride, trying to have fun, trying yeah. to make connections. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm learning this. I think that the inheritance, inheritance that I want to leave my children is the people that I surround myself with now. Yeah. So, like saying to you oh, out loud, oh, that is going to make
0: me—it's <laughs> the inheritance that you're leaving your kids. That's the sweetest thing. It's the thing
1: people I-, I want. I want people to like not only love me, but allow them into my family's life. So that is that's my next phase of life, and I want you in it, Maddie. So, are you proposing? Yeah. Will you just come, come be that type of me, person? Me and Bronson,
0: my yes. dream. Yes. No, that no is... Eiffel
1: Towers, but like maybe some baguettes and some butter. <laughs> are some...
0: those are those code words for something that I get <laughs> that I'm gonna get from Bronson? No, I
1: know you absolutely <laughs> love butter and bread.
0: I really do. It and accidentally cheese. became my whole personality. I, I didn't even mean to. You can so No, you are. I'm never letting you go. Sorry, okay. you're okay. stuck. Well, I love you so much. I Thanks for so having much. me on. Of course, love you. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. Remember, you can catch a new episode of The Bad Broadcast every Monday. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss anything. Also, I want to hear from you, so please leave a rating and review. You can also follow me on Instagram at The Bad Broadcast for all the behind the scenes action and more information. Talk to you next week.
1: Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.